0: So you're here with us for our Purge season finale
1: episode. Yeah, we loved this series and we are pretty excited to wrap it up. It was a quick one, only four episodes, but we have a lot of fun things to share with you in this episode. Number one on our list is, of course, arts and crafts. You'll be getting to see some of those. Yep, we.
0: Loved the masks. The masks were such a good element in all of these movies. So we wanted to make sure that we got to make some of our own. We also noticed some things would happen throughout the movies that might be fun if you're watching one or maybe binging a couple of them or even all of them because there are only four. So we've got a little
1: bingo game to run you guys through. And you can download the bingo cards on our blog and play with your friends. We also scanned the internet to find how the rest of you would purge and purify, and we'll be reading some of our favorite comments. And last but not least, we had to do
0: a definitive ranking of these movies. There's only four, and you guys might have a pretty good idea of where our ranking's going to shake out, but we just had to put it together so that we could really, really try to convince you to watch this series, because
1: it is just so fun and so enjoyable. And what's the point of having an opinion if you can't use it to rank something? <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoy our finale, and take a look at our blog. Happy listening! Happy listening!
0: I think that this is my favorite thing that we do in the podcast.
1: Yeah, I hope we can find a way to make sure we always have a craft involved with each um, series, which with each season that we do.
0: Oh, on one of our longer seasons, maybe we should try to like crochet or knit something.
1: Yeah. That's too... (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's too much I know it's too much but it'd be really
1: fun to at least try <laughs> some some things are really easy they crochet or knit up really fast oh um, like
0: if I actually got good at crocheting we could try to do one of those little crochet dolls the
1: little dolls I was gonna say for it for the Chucky if we ever get to Chucky it'd be funny if we made like our own dolls or something <laughs> oh
0: yeah that'd be fun yeah even like a little burlap sack doll would be fun
1: yeah anything <laughs> Like a sock and just tie a rubber band to make a neck and a body. (laughs) Um, So
0: we are here. um, Our favorite, favorite, favorite part, which is arts and crafts.
1: Oh my gosh. I had such a blast making these masks. I really thought it was going to be kind of a chore. But once I started making mine, I was like, I love this mask. I want this mask to be the best mask I've ever made and will oh ever make <laughs> <laughs> I it, I was just like oh I can see why people like to have masks when they go purging and why there's so many handmade ones like you really put a lot of love into it and you want to go enjoy it you want to go purge take care of business and your new mask
0: this made me really realize why people like masquerades they it's as I was making my mask I was like oh yeah you get to like put into this. Your personality and your point of view. And I'm certain, absolutely certain, that you and I are going to have very different
1: masks. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so excited. I am just so excited to see what your mask looks like. I know. I can't like. wait to
0: see yours. So I'm going to just describe the package that Megan um, sent her mask to me. It is kind of a large cardboard box um, with a ton of tape around it. Um, and so I don't really know what to expect. I'm very excited.
1: Well, I did. Yeah. And I did send you some preview pictures um, because I was trying to explain to Kate how easy it was to paper mache. I couldn't believe it. Um, So she does have a couple of preview pictures already of me with paper mache (laughs) on my face. So I'm not sure if she, I don't think she knows anything beyond that. No,
0: And Megan knows um, for full transparency, Megan knows that I went to Michael's and I bought kind of like a prefab mask base so because I was too lazy to learn how to do the very very easy paper mache <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's okay yours is like a collage yeah we will it's, say it's maybe
0: it's fun, it's
1: fun. <laughs> yeah I'm excited all right who should go first mm, oh
0: you should go first because I yeah you should go first you should go first
1: okay 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 I am um, cutting open your package so this is in a like uh, a, a yellow envelope and it didn't get squished it, it held up really well Thanks I'm cutting you, into it yeah save the postal system send a mask all right pulling it out it's wrapped in white tissue paper Ooh it has my favorite slogan on it. It's I love it. These are actually really terrifying masks. Um, okay, I love this, Kate. It's, it's basically one of those white faces that you buy from a craft store, and it kind of looks like it could be like a mime face or something. Um, Kate has cut out the eyes into, like, cat eye shapes, which looks really badass. She's put some, like sloppy lipstick on and, and like crazy blush. So it looks really like haphazard and kind of, um, you know, like, like you're going to go purging. You don't have time to make this look like neat. Right. A little anarchy symbol. I love it. And it says eat the rich on the forehead. I want to wear this everywhere. Thank you, Kate.
0: I'm so, I love it.
1: (laughs) So, Ooh, and it has ties. Yeah, and it, it has, has ties. ties.
0: It has ties <laughs> because Michaels includes ties on their mask, which of is very course. convenient. Um, my inspiration was um in all of the purge montage scenes, my absolute favorite is those guys who build and start using a guillotine within like 45 minutes of the purge starting. Yes. And so I wanted to make a French Revolution style purge mask. So it's supposed to be kind of Marie Antoinette, like,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: like Versailles kind of makeup. Um, and I thought that um, it was very very salient that people from the 1700s all the way to today have the same sentiment of wanting to eat and guillotine the rich. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true.
1: <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it so much. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. It's super fun. It's fun to take pics in it too. I, I took a bunch of like fun, fun pictures with it. Oh my gosh! I can't wait to open yours. All
1: right, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: All right. It's gonna take me a minute. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to get in. Yeah, you really didn't. Um, I'm like notoriously bad at opening packages, also. <laughs> Okay, so I have this box open, and it is jam-packed full of ads, those paper ads, like really jam-packed full. But it looks like, whoa, this is crazy, Megan. This is insane. Yay. Oh, my God. It's a work of art. Megan, it's so good.
1: Yay!
0: Wow, this is incredible. It is um this really beautiful paper mache mask um that feels really like pagan ritualistic. Um it has it's very angular and it has these kind of sharp pointed tops of branches coming out of it. Um and it's and it's this like really like blood red um especially around the mouth with these same kind of sharp points around the mouth and black around the eyes like this would be at home in a purge movie but it would also be totally at home in one of those like folk festival horror movies you know it's super yeah thanks yeah amazing what was your inspo
1: yeah, a couple of things. I I wanted it well, I wanted it to look very spooky. Like I had the the word spooky in mind, which I think is why I wanted it to be kind of like asymmetrical and just like dark shapes, dark shadows painted on. Um and why I wanted some element of Like nature in it because I think the woods at night are pretty spooky. Mm -hmm. Um, you you we watched that movie. Um, the it's called The Ritual, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the friends. Okay, so that sort of also sprung to mind as I was thinking of how I wanted it to look. I wanted it to. I wanted to have more like of an antler look, but um, I I I liked how this kind of came out. And then as far as the painting went, I was thinking like a touch of like a warrior mask, you know, maybe like a tribal warrior mask. Usually there's like red around the eyes to, or um down by the mouth just to make you look more like ominous. So, um that's what I was going for.
0: If someone came at me wearing this mask, I would be like they're going to eat my insides. <laughs> it's so scary. I love it. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Can we just like stop doing our regular podcast and just have an arts and crafts themed
1: just <laughs> podcast? Crafts, <yes. laughs>
0: just crafts. Yes. This is so good. Oh man. Good. I'm glad you like it. I love it. I think everyone should make their own mask, whether it's for the purge or for like a masquerade or something, but it was actually a really nice, serene, calming activity to do during quarantine. It was just so fun.
1: It really was. And when I was doing the paper mache on my face, I was just sort of laying on the tile with my face up against a fan, uh, you know, with the, the fan overhead. And I was just kind of alone with my thoughts. So I played some music or listen, I listened to a podcast and just sort of chilled out there. And I was like, this is really nice, actually. <laughs> Um, you'll, you'll probably notice that the face is a little squished. It it sort of sunk in on itself a little bit after the fact, but I was like, Kate has a smaller face than mine, so it might fit her. (laughs) It kind of fits my face.
0: I'm just like, it's so like, it's so beautiful and delicate that I want to just like put it in a shadow box and hang it on the wall.
1: Oh my gosh, Kate. And then when I was, when I was letting it sit out to dry. Okay. So the, the paper mache recipe I used was just flour and water. That was it. So. After a couple days, it just started to smell like sourdough.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: not ideal. I think, no. And I was like, what is that smell? And, it, you know, it had it next to me. And I was like, oh, it's my mask. It smells like bread, which is cool, but not not what I want my mask to smell like. So I had to douse the whole thing in bleach and vinegar. I didn't have bleach, actually. I, I did vinegar. I doused it in vinegar. And... um sprayed it with some lysol and then that that killed the killed whatever was growing on it <laughs> so i hope it doesn't smell like bread no
0: not at all it's great
1: okay cool oh man Amazing. i really love this activity
0: this is really guys good. this is
1: This is a great one for the kids. Either go to Michael's and buy a mask ready to decorate or just cut up some of those ads and make some flour, water, paper mache and have your kids lay on the floor for an hour. (laughs) It's really fun.
0: Uh, Well, thanks so much for listening to our arts and crafts segment and uh, get on it. Go make your own mask. recording this season had so many questions for each other yeah we really wanted to test each other's morality <laughs> while watching this series so you guys already know about the plethora of illegal activities that Megan and I would do like camping in a forest without a permit
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: some illegal street racing <laughs>
1: And doing some mushrooms that you can probably already do. (laughs) Yeah, we're real wild
0: cards over here. The internet is a vast and scary place with many different forums and discussion boards where people love to bounce around the very same ideas that Megan and I bounce to each other during the season. Like, would you participate in a purge? And if so, what illegal activity would you do? So we thought that it would be fun if we gathered up some of these comments and answers and read them out loud to each other.
1: I think there were a few themes that we saw, maybe collectively. Like, I know one um, was booby traps. That seemed to be a popular idea.
0: Oh, yes. People really enjoy the idea
1: of going full home alone
0: (laughs) during a purge.
1: For some reason, that seems like so much effort, but I was really, um, it gave me a lot to laugh about, um, while thinking about this question, just how much effort people would put into some of these ideas. Uh, two of my favorite booby trap ideas that I saw while perusing, one was somebody wanted to dig a giant hole in their yard as like, like and cover it with leaves or whatever and have (laughs) punji sticks sticking out in the hole yes and then and then at the bottom make sure to have you know a layer of feces to cause infection oh my god (laughs) very dark (laughs) so Um, thorough yeah and the second booby trap that I thought was kind of out there was um an acid bath with sulfuric acid, like kind of the same thing where it's in the house. Like, so if they get past the punji sticks and they get into your house, there's like some sort of loose floorboards or, or weak floorboards above an acid bath and people would fall in. How horrifying. I thought that was so dark. was so dark. And they put a lot of thought. One thing that people
0: love to hammer over and over again, you see this on YouTube, you see it on Reddit, you see it on Yahoo Answers, is that people like to call out that the purge that takes place at the end of March is right in the middle of tax season. And people are obsessed with the idea of filing a fake tax return to get a huge refund. Interesting. (laughs) I saw that in (laughs) multiple places that people were like, oh, I would just try and cash a fake check. (laughs) Like You know, they're like cashing fake checks, they're filing tax returns, they're like, they're really trying to exploit the loopholes, which I love. I think it's great.
1: That's an interesting point. I I would have thought that, you know, if you do something like that, the IRS can just catch up to you later. Like they can just say, oh, we did an audit outside of the purge. And guess what? You owe us a bunch of money. Um but you know, who knows how purge law would work? I
0: know it's so complicated because like what if you murder someone on purge night and then there's like an investigation and the investigation tries to allege that you actually murdered that person at you know six fifty eight pm right <laughs> rather than uh, seven four pm you know yeah. I just feel like it's a it's a backwards justice system,
1: yeah, I found a good one um regarding cheating at getting lots of money. Um, That wasn't just straight robbing a bank. Um, This person said that they would get a job at a financial institution like, you know, during the normal year. And then on purge night, just embezzle a couple billion dollars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is so much effort.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is a long game uh, purge activity. And this person also mentioned that, you know, this is probably why the purge actually would never exist because we <laughs> our country would be in financial ruin.
0: I had a couple of comments that I saw that were just like totally out of left field that I really, really enjoyed. One of them was someone said that they'd want to
1: add onto their back patio without HOA approval. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's something that I feel like the HOA could could get them for later on I
0: know and like
1: because it'll still exist
0: and I wasn't even sure if like an HOA is like a legality thing it's just like a community
1: rules thing like
0: I don't know if that counts Uh,
1: where I thought that was gonna go when you said it I was thinking oh that maybe they won't get a permit (laughs) but it's sort of the same idea you still have the structure up when you go to sell your house so would you sell your house on purge night with oh my gosh yeah I saw one one that uh one perspective that struck me out of left field was like a totally different view on who would actually be at risk on purge night all these movies show like innocent people at risk or um possibly you know law enforcement being at risk. But this commenter's kid was like, "No, the the criminals would be the ones on the run because the cops would probably be like, "All right, um we're we're doing whatever we want and we're taking you out and don't have to worry about wearing our body cams or <laughs> backlash <laughs> because it's legal." Oh man,
0: it's so dark, but I I saw a comment that's in this a similar vein to that where someone said that they would expect most crimes to happen against people's ex-partners. So like your your ex-spouse or your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. And I was like, oh, that's true. Yeah, people would have personal vendettas. They wouldn't just be out there like Skeletor stabbing people at random. Oh my
1: gosh, that's right. Skeletor was nuts.
0: There's one comment that I didn't expect to read. And I hate that I read it because I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life. (laughs) <laughs> that someone wrote that they'd want to do on the purge night, which is that they said that they would want to eat heavily before the purge and not shit for a week. Why? And then load up. I know. I know. And then they'd load up on laxatives. Where is this going? <laughs> you get to hear it too. Every if I have to know this, everyone has to know this. <laughs> And then they would go to the top of the tallest building in their city and go to the very top and sit off of the edge and shit uncontrollably. (laughs) What? (laughs) And I don't know what law they would actually be breaking But I I guess
1: indecent exposure,
0: maybe. (laughs) Maybe destruction of public property or something. (laughs) Yeah, is public defecation against the law? It has to be. It It has to be. be. It must be. But it's just so specific.
1: (laughs) That sounds painful. That sounds like misery for you the week before Purge. What an interesting choice. I like hate it. I hate it. So, I hate it so much. The one that I read that it actually kind of gave me a little chill. Um, somebody said that they would make sure to stock up on Viagra the day before. Ew. and I was like, that is not funny. I don't like it. Gross. It's yeah. not funny. No, it felt terrible. I prefer to look at the funny, uh, non violent uh choices that people make i i saw a lot of um theft was a big theme it, mm-hmm. it, it's sort of thought of in a way it seems like as a fairly victimless crime um i guess since nobody's getting hurt uh this this dude said that he'd want to go raiding rich folks's refrigerators Because, you know, they've got that real good shit like caviar, cookie butter,
0: artisan prosciutto. I love that he's talking about like Trader Joe's food. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, ooh, I want that Topo Chico. (laughs) Um,
1: Another theft that I thought was funny was this person who wants to treat themselves to a Nintendo Switch with the release of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate.
0: I love it. Can you imagine all the people who'd be like, I'm going to get a switch for my kids? Yeah. I love it. Or themselves. Wholesome. Or themselves. I mean, it's wholesome. It's great. It's pretty wholesome. I will say that like, yes, there were a bunch of comments I read where people were like, oh yeah, I load up on ammo and an AK, blah, blah, blah. Like super edgelord kind of guys. Like not interesting. I find that very boring. I love the people who are like, I want to, like, you know, get a switch. I want that cookie butter. Like, I love when people (laughs) are just, like, living their fantasies. Um, And I will say that, like, a big theme I saw is a lot of people said that they would not participate. Like, you know, like, there was a ton of comments I saw, like, particularly on Reddit, where people would say either that they would just, you know, try and stay home and lock their doors. Like, very basic. I, I loved when people would like be funny about it. Like there was one person who said, I'd be that one kid who the main characters find dying in some random ass house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess that's one way to
0: participate. And I was like, yeah, that's probably accurate for a good number of people. A lot of us. <laughs> yeah. And then there was one person where I was like, oh, this is the Megan person who said oh, boy. Um, that they would want to hide in a ditch in the forest for the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I uh, I saw a uh, an article with a sociologist who kind of responded to this question and and he was saying that he expected that there would probably be big anti purge gatherings on like cul de sacs or in parks or you know just people who who are really against the purge but they want to stay safe and stay together and not participate in purging activities and he said that that's probably where he would be on purge night which I found really um, kind of uplifting a little bit, like, oh, this sociologist thinks that those those gatherings would be safe because he didn't mention yeah. any guards being put up.
0: You know, I think it's like a safety in numbers type thing. Like, I think if you have a group that's large enough, um, you know, if I was in a group of 50 people, I feel like you would need a group of a similar size to try and adequately wreak some havoc on your group. I agree. I think it's really uplifting. And I think that there are a lot of people who have zero interest in participating and just want to like survive the night.
1: I don't know. I feel like all it takes is one assault rifle to mow down a group of 50 people. But I I see where what you're saying and what he's saying. Another theme that I saw as well was sort of like people participating in murder, but feeling morally justified about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one comment I read was... Uh, this person who said they would round up animal abusers and child abusers and subject them to the same horrors that they would do to their victims. Um, so not even just, you know, shooting them real quick to take them out, but, um, you know, making sure that they also suffer on purge night, which I, I thought was interesting. It's- I think we've all had thoughts like those.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's very like eye for an eye kind of thing, right? hmm Yeah. I think my favorite comment of all the comments that I read were three simple words, which was just masturbate in public. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the winner. And I you know, is the winner.
0: I read it and I was like, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people would love to do that. <laughs> And I think a lot of people would do that were the purge
1: legal. Yeah, just like outdoor orgies. Why not have fun? My standout comment interaction was, it was just this person with these grandiose ideas of what they would accomplish on purge night. And of course, you know, this is on Reddit. So um, this person is like, I'm going to speed at 110. I'm going to rob a Best Buy, an Apple store, and a Cinnabon. And then call it a night.
0: <laughs> I love the Cinnamon.
1: <laughs> like the Cinnamon be nice open. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice touch. And the the response they got just totally shot them down, which I thought was hilarious. You know, you assume that these these franchises wouldn't fortify their shops like a fortress you know, put up steel curtains and then you'd probably be driving down the highway and get cucked by someone who puts spikes on the road (laughs) and then try robbing the bank, touch a fence, you know, and and maybe a nozzle pops out and kills you instantly. Just like totally shooting this guy's dreams down on Reddit. And I thought that was really perfect because these things never play out the way you want them to. And I can't imagine they would play out very easily on purge night either. (laughs) And it's not Reddit if someone's dream isn't getting killed. Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too good. Well, I do love that people on the internet are uh, consistently funnier than us, even unintentionally. And in general, I think like pretty, if not wholesome, at least showing like the nice side of what society could be like on a purge night.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the creativity out there. So I hope you guys uh, give us some good responses. Um, if you haven't already, we'd love to know what else, what else you think would be fun to do on Purge night. Yep, yeah,
0: everything would be legal, including murder. Although people judge you very harshly if you pick murder.
1: Did you ever play bingo as a kid?
0: I did and I loved it. And I still have
1: like a deep fondness for bingo to this day. What about yeah, you? I I like it too. Um I you know, I'm one of these people that is just like I like strategy games, but um it's also nice to take a break from strategy and just play something stupid that you have no control over. I love people that think they're good at bingo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, there's like tiers to bingo, right? Like there is the like classic, you've got one card and someone's like reading numbers where it's just like total luck of the draw. And then there's um, like the nursing home bingo where people (laughs) have like 20 cards and they're like trying to speed, like answer them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Better call Saul. Oh man.
0: (laughs) And then there's this um, other type of bingo, which I particularly love, which is the like media bingo where um, people put together bingo cards for Game of Thrones. And every time Jon Snow's face looks kind of constipated, like <laughs> you have to like mark <laughs> off a square.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's sort of what we're going for in our bingo game that we set up.
0: Yes, totally. So
1: this is... Um, This is
0: our, our purge bingo game. The idea behind this is that, um, you and your friends can print out bingo cards.
1: If you don't have a printer at home, you know, open, open one of these up in whatever digital editing program you have and block off the squares that way. Um, I think this game is best played. If you're going to watch at least two purge movies, you could probably get away with just watching one for sure. Like a lot of these things happen multiple times across movies, which is awesome. Um, but I really think that if you play this while watching two movies in a row, you're going to cover all your bases.
0: Yeah, I could see the one that you might be a little bit lean on might actually be the first, no, the first purge movie, the The Purge, um, the first in the series. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that thing again, um, because it's really um isolated around one house whereas in the other movies they're all going around pretty large urban cities and so you just get kind of more exposure to the purge world but um i think even in i think even in the purge you could probably um you'd probably get a bingo uh should we talk about some of the the categories of of items and maybe some of our favorite things in here
1: Yeah, so we tried to come up with different categories of things that you would see across these movies. Things that come up all the time. Um, Things like crime (laughs) or masks.
0: (laughs) Um, So under our crime category, um, we're hitting the big ones. Um, So murder. Murder is um, kind of top of our list here. So if you see just any person get murdered, you get to block off this square
1: yeah and it's also top of mind for the nffa since they call it out every purge night (laughs) like it's even murder even murder so you know you're gonna see murder in most of these movies or all of them actually (laughs) um one that is is a rare find is attempted rape that doesn't come up too often in this series thankfully um but that's a if you get that one on your bingo card, you might have a little tougher time.
0: Yeah, we got a couple little stingers in here that might be a little tricky if you're only watching one movie or if you're not watching all four. So it's kind of classic bingo, look of the draw.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Also, we feature types of masks because this movie series is all about masks.
0: Yep. And in there you might um, get a card that's got a baby face mask or maybe um, an Americana-type
1: costume. And those two are are a couple of the stingers. You got to watch uh, specific movies, I think, to get those. Um, otherwise, they're a little harder to find. But some easier ones are, you know, animal faces or some masks with writing on them. A lot of people like to do that mm-hmm. in the series. Yep, they really
0: do. I think that one of the more... Um, fun categories might be, um, our people and places. Uh, yes. One of, um, one of our contributions on here is just the general, something's on fire <laughs> <laughs> because, um, yes. so frequently through these movies during an escape montage or during one of these, um, B rolls, which the, the B rolls are also their own little squares. Um, you'll just see something on fire in the background, Maybe it's a bank, maybe it's a car, maybe it's a human body, but whatever it is, if it's on fire, you get to mark
1: off this square. Yeah, that's an easy one. Um, some of the some of the harder ones are more people centric, like our KKK members, or perhaps a re- recurring character from a previous movie. You're not always guaranteed to get those.
0: Yep, you might get a Frank Grillo if you're lucky, um, depending on what movie you're watching, but. We got to choose carefully.
1: But three out of four do feature our nameless homeless friend. So that's pretty good.
0: It's true. So I think that we've got a great assortment of options here so that, um, you know, people might get lucky depending on what movie or movies they're watching in a night. Um, Some people might, uh, (laughs) some people might get bingo right away. Um, but it's all kind of um, part of the fun of it, and we really hope that you enjoy um, playing this bingo game that that we set up
1: for you. Yeah, and like our drinking game, this is perfect for friendship because you can discuss some of these items as they come up. Maybe you need to debate if it was an attempted rape, or maybe you need to debate if it's an animal face mask. <laughs> it's up to you guys. <laughs>
0: So make sure to go to notquitedeadpodcast.com and check out all of our super fun purge materials, including these bingo cards. Happy purging. Have a safe night.
1: So I know when we did our Saw season, there were a few discrepancies in our ultimate ranking. Um, Although we ended up landing in the same place with Purge. It's a little different. Well, Purge
0: has half of the movies than the Saw series. So that leaves, you know, less of a margin for error. And the, quality of the movies is pretty consistent throughout i mean the same writer is on all four they're not really changing them up like they are in the saw movies um we get a new director for the first purge um the fourth entry in the series so there's a little there's a little bit of variance in there that that makes them um stand out in different ways from each other but this one in comparison to saw was just so much more straightforward to rank than the saw series
1: yeah and if you disagree with us, you're still wrong, but you can tell us why we're wrong. But I think we should dive in. What what was, what was at the bottom of our
0: list? The bottom of our list, unfortunately, was Election Year, the third movie in the series. Womp. It just, it's yeah. fine. You know, it was the third one in the series. Um, it gave us a little bit more world building, but... When I try and think back to that movie, it just, it just dragged. It just felt like a little long. The action wasn't all there. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I felt like there was a lot of superfluous stuff happening in that movie. And I felt like it leaned a lot on what was going on in politics at the time, which, you know, I, I like movies that talk about real issues, but it do, it just felt so on the nose to me. Like it just was too much on the nose, I think, for me to truly enjoy it. So I think that was my biggest issue with it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's it's a fine movie. There's definitely worse movies that you can watch. But definitely I, I think it's very easy, especially in this series, the way that they've they've structured it that to skip election year.
1: Yeah, it's it's really not necessary viewing, um, especially because we don't know what's really going to happen next. Um, I guess it can lead the viewer to wonder. And we will find out in Purge Five that's supposed to come out next year. We'll see. But I think just with that sort of cliffhanger, it's it's not It's not really necessary to watch and it doesn't really entice me to find out what happens next. I kind of just assume it's more chaos, but we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. (laughs) So the next
0: movie we have in third place is actually The Purge, the first movie in the series.
1: Yes, not to be confused with the first purge, just <laughs> the purge. As we frequently got confused
0: while recording. Um, yeah, the first purge, sorry, oh my gosh, <laughs> the
1: purge. We're going to do this. Bea. I know, it's we so do it. It's so hard.
0: The Purge Boy oh
1: boy, guys, is a
0: good movie and I recommend it to people. I think it's good viewing. Um, I think that it has that good home invasion genre going for it. It's got Lena Headey and Ethan Hawke in it. You know, the cast is good. The premise is good. Um, I just think that it's not as interesting as the other two movies in the series.
1: Yeah, I I really appreciated this movie for the idea that came up because of it, um, this whole series sprouted from it and it gave us a lot to think about and talk about. But I, like you, I'm really not that interested in how rich people deal with the purge. I felt like these (laughs) two sort of brought on their own problems with the way that they, you know, treated their neighbors and treated the purge. It was so blasé. They were so apart from it all that it, it kind of drove me bonkers watching them handle it there were lots of things to like about this movie. I really liked that the criminals did not have a lot of lines. That tends to annoy me when criminals over talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed a lot of the, the sequences through the house, um, although it dragged a little bit. My other issue with this was um, our our homeless friend really didn't have much of a character development. Um, other than, you know, he's trying to hide. That I felt could have been a little bit more interesting. Not a bad movie, though. Not a bad movie. Um, when I think back to it, and I think about the number
0: of scenes they spend on people kind of quietly trying to hide in the house or shuffle around the house that just could have been edited out. I think that this would have made a really strong short film. I think that the concept is there for it to be a sub one hour movie but it's it's enjoyable I think it's I think it's a good movie I just think that there's some weaknesses to it that rank it towards the bottom which is so funny when you only have four movies to rank yeah I would say that the like it, you get nitpicky and I think it's valid to get nitpicky about movies otherwise we wouldn't be doing a podcast series about being nitpicky about movies
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so back off number two for us is Anarchy. And Anarchy was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Anarchy too. I think that Anarchy
0: is where you really see them um, cut loose a little bit. It's where they start to dive into what would a person's fantasy purge look like? You know, you've got young kids who think it's a, you know, horror show party where they're going to dress in costumes and they're going to deck out their car and they're going to buy guns and intimidate people. And It has just this amazing, like, world building that happens so quickly um, in the movie in comparison to The Purge,
1: the first one in the series. Um, So it's just a lot more fun to watch. I really enjoyed the character exploration in this much more than The Purge, the first film. (laughs) Um, I, I felt like these characters were characters you could really connect to, and this actually really began illustrating the differences in how each socioeconomic class had to deal with the purge. And that, to me, was a lot more engaging than watching rich people run around in their house. There's so much good storytelling
0: in this one. Um, I feel like the the plot action is pretty clear. You know, these guys are – they're given a goal to achieve – They're making their way through downtown LA to try and achieve this goal. They're working together as a group. And there's this kind of third act twist that they, they build throughout the movie when it turns out that the guys who've been tracking them are actually just kind of hired mercs who just want to pick them up and deliver them to again, wealthy people who just want to auction them off. Like, I just, I think it's, it's got good payoff. I think it's, it's good. I think it's a really, a really good entry in the series. And it would have been probably number one, had it not been for the first Purge, the fourth entry in the series.
1: Yeah, that is just really hard to beat. I I really, really like that one a lot. And uh, thought that the most interesting thing to me about this series is how we got there. Not necessarily what's happening once it started, um, because then you're seeing people already being used to this. It was really, really interesting to see how they set up a system in which people were enticed to purge. Because I, you know, we, we watched the first three movies and we were like, why is everyone killing each other? Like, really, why is this happening? There are not this many sadistic people. And this movie really helped put that into perspective. So I appreciated it a lot. I really loved the directing
0: in this movie. I think Gerard McMurray did a stellar job. I think that he was able to get really incredible, realistic performances out of the cast. I think that the art direction, the soundtrack, the score, like everything just really came together in this movie. And I think it's... The special effects too. Totally. And I think that that's a really hard feat to pull off when... You're a relatively new director up and coming in Hollywood. He hadn't directed, you know, really anything major prior to this. And to come into the fourth movie in a franchise, which is now a prequel, I just feel like there were so many stumbling blocks put in front of him that he just like totally soared over to make this movie. It's great. I mean, we, we kind of, you know, tease the movie for some of the goofier things there there's like a particularly bad marissa tomei dialogue (laughs) very bad a guy named skeletor a guy named skeletor and some particularly egregious green screen um early on in the movie but even with those things it's like it's a good movie and i would say like Watching it on its own is totally legitimate.
1: Like you could skip the others and just watch this one. And it's fine because it's a prequel. I would love to hear from somebody who actually watched them out of order. You know, somebody who watched this one first and then uh, watched them in chronological order rather than the time that the movie came out and see what kind of perspective that person would have on the whole thing.
0: You know, we we joke in our outro for the... Um, for season one and for season two that you could watch these franchises out of order or you could watch them in order it's our little in joke we do at the end of every episode um but this one would be very interesting to actually um hear from people who've done that i am sure that very few people have actually done that, but it would be a really interesting case study to, to hear from them and, and see what their thoughts are on it.
1: Yeah, please share with us if you've done this or if you want to do it. Maybe you haven't seen any of the Purges yet. Give uh, the first Purge a shot first and, and watch them in uh, timeline order. and Let us know what you think. But, you know, if you uh, if you like one of the other Purge movies better, you can just, you know, keep that thought to yourself. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we don't really take dissenting opinions here. No, you'll get purged. Yeah, so that's our that's our ranking. Um, you guys probably could tell from our episodes already that the first purge was far and away our number one, but that's where the rest of our rankings ended up shaking out. I think it's a lot more accessible than something like the Saw series. For one thing, it's it's definitely more of a thriller, action, horror than it is kind of a gore fest and there's a lot fewer movies so there's less time investment and it's just an enjoyable it's an enjoyable way to spend a Friday night
1: Guys, we had so much fun putting this season together for you and spending some time with The Purge. We really enjoyed these movies. They're so
0: much fun, so easy to watch. And so it made this season really fun and enjoyable to record. So we hope that you had as much fun as we did.
1: Yeah. And if you guys want to make your own masks and send them to us, please do. We would love to feature them on Instagram.
0: Yes, we love, love, love fan content for all of our listeners. So any kind of arts and crafts projects you do, whether it's from this season, or if it's from, you know, a past season, um, we would love to get those pictures. Make sure to go to our website, notquitedeadpodcast.com to check out all of the bonus content that we have and all of the fun goodies we have for this episode.
1: We're going to be taking a month off to get get our bearings and prepare a really cool season for you guys in October. We're, we're going to mix up the movies a bit. We're, we're going to step away from the franchises and, and do a variety of horror movies in our next season. So we really hope you uh, join us for that.
0: Yep. So we are going to be kicking off season three in spooktober which is our (laughs) favorite season and so i'm super excited hope you guys are stoked as well and can't wait to see you in season three